Welsh influence in this year's planned British and Irish Lions tour to South Africa on this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. To hear from Wales women after their disappointing home defeat to Ireland in the new look Six Nations. But we'll start this week with the Lions coaching announcement, with former Wales coach Warren Gatland appointing three Welshmen in his coaching team. Neil Jenkins is kicking skills coach Robin McBride with the forwards, and former Ospreys coach Steve Tandy in charge of defence. I had spoken to Gregor a number of weeks ago about Steve Tandy as a possibility. Uh, he was very complimentary about him in terms of the job he'd done with Scotland in the last couple of years and we've looked at their defence and it's probably been the best in the championship last year and this year. That for me was a relatively um, easy one in terms of already knowing that that Andy was unlikely that he was going to be available. So one of the things I've always spoken at is continuity and, and trying to have some continuity and trying to get some new faces. So Greg coming on board and their familiarity with uh, with Robin McBride coming in, someone I know and trust incredibly well, someone knows knows me and how I work. And obviously Robin's, after Wales, has gone to, to Leinster. He's done a, a really good job there, he's sort of expanded his role that was originally with the scrums and into working as a, as a forwards coach. We saw how well they played in the weekend against Exeter. So for me, that was, a, was an easy fit. Probably for me, the buzz I got really was having the phone call um, to Robin and to Steve Tandy about asking them to come on board and their response was unbelievable, it was brilliant. Steve said to me, oh my God, and he said, I'm, I'm shaking at the knees, I'm just so excited and, and Robin said, oh, I don't know what to do with myself, walking around the, his apartment and I thought the response was exactly what I wanted to hear in terms of them coming on board and I'm delighted with the team that we've got. So we may look to add, add someone else to the coaching group and so we'll just be, be flexible on that. Warren, you, you spoke late last year about the, the captaincy and you were talking about Alan Wynne-Jones and wondering whether he would be able to prove, he, you know, he's not he's not over the hill, basically. Uh, from the Six Nations he had and he had as a captain as well, did he prove to you he's a contender? You're not going to tell us who's captain yet, but uh, did he prove he's, he sort of deserves to be in the mix? Well, he's probably one of, one of the guys that we would be looking at in terms of captain material. It does help coming from a team that's done reasonably well in the Six Nations. But there's also there's a process to go through in terms of whoever is, is captain, just making sure that you have that conversation with them, is that you might be captain on tour, but there is still no guarantees that you've still got to perform well and play well. There's no guarantee because you're captain, you're going to be playing in the test matches. And kind of everyone else understanding that, because if, if you're a player and you if, if you know that the conversation has been had that, it's important that the captain plays well enough to be selected. And if, if I play better than him and I'm in the same position, then I've got a chance. It's important for me that, it, you know, definitely have that conversation. But there's no doubt he'd be one of the guys that we would be potentially looking at. I haven't really, as we get a little bit closer to, to naming the squad, I'll start, I'll start thinking more seriously about who might be the captain, you know, what sort of fit that is within, within the, the Lions team as a the right person, the right personality to also lead a, a Lions tour too. Warren, what did you make of Wales in the in the Six Nations and, and their sort of turnaround and how much did those players do themselves a favour with regards to the Lions uh, in the Six Nations? It's a strange Six Nations. There's no doubt that you need a little bit of luck and you need some momentum and, and Wales 
you know, I mean, they took the luck in terms of a couple of red cards and stuff and things. But I thought the Six Nations were brilliant from perspective. There were five teams in there that on their day were all capable of beating each other. And so I thought that was good. The bounce of the ball and a couple of things. Scotland could have been playing for a Grand Slam. Ireland could have been playing for a Grand Slam as well. Same situation with France. Yeah, I thought it was pleasing from a from a Welsh perspective that they obviously had improved from the autumn and uh, I went and watched them train, I think, one day before for the Irish week and they looked sharp and intense. I was lucky enough to get to see Ireland train before they played England. I thought they were sharp and had a really good training session as well. So I was pleased for them and, and pleased that they did well. But I, I was also thought it was a great Six Nations from a neutral perspective in terms of the games and how close they were and how, like I said, any team would be capable of beating another team. So let's hear from all three Welshmen and the coaching team. For Steve Tandy, it's been quite a journey round the world, literally, since leaving the Ospreys. Heading for Australia and now a successful stint with Scotland before his Lions appointment. Yeah, it's been pretty whirlwind and uh, yeah, it's pretty blown away by it. Super privileged to be part of Lions history and yeah, just can't wait now to, to get to South Africa. Pretty surreal to start with and just reflecting and then you get moments that it catches you. Having first discussions and, and being around the group with Jenks, Muckers and things, it was awesome to connect and be with, with the boys. So, yeah, starting to sink in a little bit more. But, yeah, I probably think this won't sink in for a long time because you just be so focused now in trying to get things right and get your plans all ready for when we actually do come together. Um, so, yeah, just feel really privileged and, and excited at the same time. After you finished with the Ospreys, you obviously had the spell with the Waratahs in Australia. How important was that for you in terms of getting yourself back out there, as it were? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I think probably it's a feeling that I'll have. It was massive uncomfort, but it was something that I'd always wanted to do, maybe not that soon in my coaching career, but an opportunity come up, um, which was amazing. I, I still feel when it went there, I can still sense the feeling of uncomfort because it's unknown and coaching a lot of the Aussie boys with Hooper, Simmons and, and those boys was a, a massive eye-opener for me and it taught me that your coaching principles and how you interact the culture and, and working with different people was just amazing. The boys there were class and, and the club itself, the way they made me feel comfortable straight away, the group were awesome and probably trying to put different principles in play in Australia with those boys taught me a lot of what's important, what's not important. And then at that transition, I think, helped me with timing. Sometimes the Aussie boys would be touring, you'd come back, you'd only have them maybe 10 or 12 days before you start the super campaign. So it gave me lots of insight to what is important. And then coming to Scotland off the back of that, I think that made that transition. Again, you're feeling comfortable coming to new environments because it's new, new people. But I think all those experiences have hopefully helped me get to something like today. How much did you deal with Warren Gatland when you were back in Wales? Gats was really good, in fairness to me. I'd probably be badging him to see who was releasing back to me, first and foremost. So, was, yeah, he was really good. Any sort of advice, if I wanted to go up to watch training or anything around connection or I wanted to speak to him, was was excellent. And he was very supportive of me through that time, in fairness. It was, it was really good, really helpful. And so, it's again, it makes it a little bit easier when, when you come down and meet up knowing someone. And just for me, it's going to be huge excitement to, to work alongside him now firsthand and, and tour them, which would be just the amount of learning that I'm going to get from that is just going to be unbelievable. When you look back on, on how it all ended, how do you reflect on it all? And, and how do you think that, that sort of experience maybe 
made you a better coach or, or perhaps what you learned from it? Yeah, it definitely makes you a better coach. I had some amazing experiences down there. And I think once you go to Australia, you go to Scotland, you reflect on what, what you did back there and made some amazing people, worked with some awesome players down there, um, still got massive connections down there, still speak to a lot of people. So those experiences hold you in good stead. And then it enabled me to go to Australia, which and they took a little bit of time and then went there for a little bit of development and ended up staying. So it got me out to the comfort zone as well. I think every experience is, is a learning one if you look at it in the right way. And I definitely think when I look back at the Ospreys, there's certain things in around the coaching style you'd probably do differently. But then you only find out that by going to different environments, different cultures, opening yourself up to being vulnerable to look at different things, which Australia has definitely allowed me to do that. And then coming back to the international scene with, with Scotland, give me confidence to, to come in. Obviously, you're still nervous coming into a new environment and the international experience. Then you're lucky enough to people you met in Australia, like you meet some rugby league people. So it shapes you, it enables you to look at yourself. Like as a person, you're still the same, but then your coaching style and how you look at the game, it's definitely opened my mind up. And like different cultures, different people, their mindsets, I think helps you just hopefully engage players and hopefully get your messages across a little bit quicker. So that's a long-winded answer. But to answer your question, they've all been amazing experiences and Hopefully, they've all helped to get us somewhere like today. Steve, if you're not um, totally locked down while you're out there, would you uh, warn the players to be careful on safari? Definitely tell them to keep their hands in their pockets. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely would be that, yeah. I think I'd advise them not to go there. Or, yeah, what was it? Just maybe pat in, was it a £300 cat? Maybe not the best idea. So, yeah, I think they definitely, definitely put that out there. In terms of learning experiences and things you deal with as a coach, that's probably about the most surreal thing that has ever happened, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely up there. I tried to forget about it, but thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, that was pretty surreal when, yeah, because you're there as well. And you don't think, like, I know I speak to Scott um, and, and text back and forth and just, yeah, there's some experiences that you'll never forget. But even when you go to Australia, the boys, yeah, do you know that? that bloke? Yeah, yeah, I do. I was there. So, <laughs> right. Followed you around. Yeah, it does follow you around. Yes, the story of Scott Baldwin and the Lion will indeed be told for many years to come in rugby circles. On the last few Lions tours, Robin McBride has been the one taking charge of Wales and their trips. This time, he'll be coaching the Lions forwards. So how much does he feel the time spent under Warren Gatland with Wales has contributed to his development as a top coach? Immeasurable, really. The environment that he's set up uh, in Wales, it was great. So... You know, continually learning different things. Yeah, immeasurable, really. Simple as that. And when you play against South Africa, I mean, we all know that most games start and finish up front, but it's pretty applicable with the Springboks. I just wondered how you're looking forward to that huge physical challenge this summer? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think it's something that the pack should look forward to embracing, really, that challenge. Going up against arguably the, the best pack in the world, and that's not just the starting eight. You know, we saw in the World Cup how they use that bench, the bomb squad, as they were called, uh, to come on, really. Obviously, the last time we coached against them, it was in the in the semi-final, England in the final, and that was the last game. So, you know, I don't think their DNA is going to change. It's still going to be a physical confrontation up front. One we've got to be smart about as well, you know. I think we'd be fooled to go in there. I think we can go toe-to-toe for 80 minutes. So we're going to have to have a good variety, good balance into our game. 
yes, on occasions we'll have to go toe to toe, but we, we've got to be smart as well, you know, and uh, play to some of our strengths. And when we sat down yesterday and discussed, you know, 57 players, plenty of variety there, a lot of players with different strengths, obviously. So we're going to have to be smart, and it was our intelligence about how we go about it, definitely. Robin, can I just take you back to your, to your time with Wales, if I can? Over your entire sort of tenure there, what sort of experiences do you think moulded you into the sort of coach that you are now and, and how do you reflect on that time? Fondly, really. Warren will tell you himself what it was like at the start of it. He was a bit taken aback with me ranting and raving, trying to get the boys up. But it's been a gradual thing. You know, I've had a lot of experiences during that period. Obviously, the past three Lions tours, I headed up a tour, the Welsh tour, to various parts of the world. I've had the, the luxury of in-between campaigns, going on either courses or involving myself in different environments. So it's been a gradual thing. Come across some fantastic people in that period as well that have a massive effect on me, the influence-wise. But Warren's always been the constant there, really. And to start off on a successful note and finish on a successful note after... Was it 13 years there? It was never a dull moment, really. Different challenges. To be on that journey, I come myself extremely fortunate. Um, but ultimately, you know, if I wasn't willing to learn, then I wouldn't have been there that long. So, um, yeah, it's just been, uh, I've been very fortunate. We've been in a very fortunate position, as I am again with Warren. You touched on the challenges there. There were times where they... The set of piece perhaps didn't always go Wales's way and you had to sit down and figure it out and, and work through it. Were those challenges that you relished, you know, having to figure it out why things weren't weren't always working and you know pressure coming on from outside, they must have been you know real learning curves for you. Yeah, I think one of the most difficult things being a Welsh coach is coaching in Wales. Because you're not given any sort of leeway whatsoever. If you come in from New Zealand, you're given however much six months or whatever. Um, leeway, you know, to get things right. If you're a Welsh coach, you're not given that breathing space. Uh, they expect you to be hitting the road running right from where we go. It's very hard to do that. Not everything's going to go our way. It's how you deal with it. It's the ability of just focusing on what's important. Let all the other rubbish that's been spoken about, just, just let that go. That's what was so pleasing about watching Wales in this Six Nations. There are a lot of doubters out there, but ultimately... You know, they came out on top. And um, when you've got quality people, good people, uh, there's a lot of good people involved, you know, the backroom staff, etc. Um, very deserving of the, of the credit that they, they got towards the end. So that's not, you're always going to come under pressure. You wouldn't be in the job if you didn't like to be in that sort of bubble. And uh, I dare say, we're going to come under the pump again. It's how we react. Nothing's going to go 100% your way. You're just going to have to be 100% conviction on what you're doing is right and then you've just got to do it to the best of your ability and that's what I've always done under, under Warren and uh, you know fortunately for me he's uh, given me this opportunity and I'll be held back not to let him down again. You've been the one taking charge of Wales tours during the last few Lions trips does that make this appointment any sweeter and also how much did those experiences help you do you think? Yeah it did you know added responsibility you haven't got the best players, obviously, because they've been taken away by the Lions. So, you know, I was very grateful of the support that I received during those tours. And it, it gave me a better perspective of when you're head coach, naturally, you've got to look at things a little bit differently. So, um, yeah, I was just grateful of that. You know, that's an honour in itself. And I was able to do it on three occasions. So, some fantastic youngsters coming through during that period. So, it was great for me, you know. Yeah, obviously, everybody wants to be 
given the opportunity to work with the Lions and, you know, I guess this is this is my opportunity, you know, it's just fallen in my lap, obviously, because of, of Steve not being able to commit and, uh, and obviously Graham as well. So, yeah, my opportunity, so I've got to make them also. For Neil Jenkins, this will be a sixth Lions tour as a player and a coach in 1997. In South Africa, of course, Gregor Townsend played 10 and Jenks went to fullback, landing the series-winning kicks. So Lions tours have certainly been a big part of his career. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's been an incredible part, to be honest. Again, humble, you know, grateful and thankful for the opportunity again. It's an incredibly proud moment for myself and my family and uh, something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and the chance to work with Warren again. I know he's been hugely influential during your coaching career. Can you just sort of sum up, you know, what you've learned from him over the years? Yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's been incredible from my perspective. And I've been very, very lucky to work with Warren um, from, you know, 08 to, to 2019. And not just with Wales, but with some of the Lions tours as well. And uh, he's been a massive help to myself. You know, not just myself, but Muckers, Howlers, and a lot of the other guys have been involved with him with Wales, and no doubt in that. So, uh, yeah, just a, a privilege to be part of this again, and uh, looking forward to it. Neil, your role is obviously described as a as a kicking coach. Just in practice, explain how that kind of works and and what your interaction with the players and the other coaches is. Yeah, we link the link with each other in terms of a kicking game plan as well. And um, you know, I'll, I link the link with with Steve, with Robin, and and with um, obviously Gregor and Gats. And we just put together what we feel is best and what's best suited for us and obviously for the opposition as well. So, um, of course, you know, you want to play running rugby, but the reality is in today's world, it's, you know, you need to use your kicking game to manipulate the space and to try and open up space to actually use your attacking game. So, uh, yeah, there'll be lots of different scenarios that we'll talk about and we'll go through and sort of exits. So I'll look after as well a little bit and stuff. So, again, with with Steve and kick chase stuff. So, but yeah, mostly it's obviously the, the goal kickers and, and I'm kicking out of hand and stuff and I know restarts will, will be my area to look after. Goal kicking, I feel, will be a massive part of it again and uh, it always is on any Lions tour. It does tend to come down to sometimes the goal kicking and uh, I have no doubt this tour won't be any different. Of course, you and Gregor played key roles in South Africa in 1997. How long was it before that came up in conversation between you? Um, I don't want to compare the notes, but the banter started quite quickly. There's no doubt in that. Um, uh, we got on very well together back in '97, and obviously we played against each other, uh, Scotland, Wales, Wales, Scotland games prior to that and after. And obviously now, in terms of the coaching stuff and seeing him uh, sort of once a year, but you know, with me and him, we've always got on very well, and it always seems like we can just you know click our fingers and we're back into '97 and the banter and uh, and the, the chat and the laughter starts quite quickly and. Uh, I always remember Ian McGeehan saying in 97 that uh, sometimes you might not get to see some of these guys for 10, 20, even 30 years, but more often than not, he said that uh, the chit-chat and the banter would come back pretty quickly, and, and that's how it is, and that's a true teammate and good friend. Do lessons learned in 97, and also, I suppose, the 2009 tour, have any relevance to this trip? I I don't think so. I think the game moves on quickly. That it changes quickly. Certainly from '97, even from '09 to now, where the game is different. But one thing is is evident: they will champions on each occasion. They're very strong, and uh, going to South Africa in their own backyard is not an easy task. You know, they're a fantastic team. They'll be well prepared for us. There's no doubt in that. Surely they'll have more rugby. They'd like to play more games in between the World Cup and now. But obviously, you know, everything going on in the world that hasn't happened. But um, there's no doubt they'll be ready for us, and I'd like to think we'll be ready for them as well. And uh, it's going to be a incredible challenge and a very tough one at that but one that we're certainly looking forward to. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast.
So now on to Wales women and their Six Nations campaign. There was no hiding the disappointment after their defeat to Ireland. Here's Captain Shuan Lillicrap fronting up as she did throughout the match. Yeah, you know, it's a pretty disappointed, emotional dressing room. That's not obviously the fashion in, in which we want to play, perform, represent our country. We're disappointed in our performance, the way we played, especially that first half. You know, we left a big mountain to climb. So, yeah, you know, it's it's nothing but a disappointed dressing room today. Were you surprised at all by how well they started? Um, no, I, you know, I wasn't surprised. You know, credit to Ireland that they're a good side and they've obviously been working hard. But that's, you know, no real excuse for our performance, you know, as, as individuals and as, as a team. We can't miss tackles. We've got to have front football. We've got to get some momentum. You know, it's always going to be a tough day if we're not creating a platform for ourselves or, or making our shots. And we've got to win our set piece. So at the same time, credit to Ireland. They played very well today. They, they threw everything at us. But we didn't make it easy for ourselves. You know, we made it difficult for ourselves, if I'm being completely honest. Can you take any positives from the game? Um, it's a difficult one. I'll have to really watch the game back and, and reflect on my performance and the team's performance to really be able to answer that. The way we feel now, it just wasn't good enough. And that's the way we feel as a full squad. Uh, yourself, how, how's the injury? Um, yeah, they'll be okay. <laughs> be okay. You'd expect coach Warren Abrahams to take a more analytical view, but first he too recognised the emotions. I think we're all pretty disappointed in ourselves. We weren't good enough today, unfortunately. Started incredibly slow. Yeah, and again, credit to Ireland. They took their opportunities and they took all three of those opportunities <laughs> very early on as well. So, yeah, now, unfortunately, look, we're all very disappointed in the changing room. Uh, we all need to go and critically review ourselves individually. I need to do that myself. My coaching team, management, players, all of us, we, we were just not good enough today. How disappointed are you after the opening two fixtures? It's uh, far from the ideal start for you, isn't it? Yes, it's not a great start. And uh, there's some incredible lessons in there. And hopefully it will make us better as a team going forward. But at this level, 96 points in two weekends um, and not scoring any tries either. Mm -hmm. So now it's pretty painful. And like I said, we're all disappointed as a group. We've got to really step it up. We've got to go away. Uh, and like I said, critically review ourselves. And then we've got to turn it around pretty rapidly. Are you hopeful that you can turn it around? Yeah, look, I am. Um, I believe in this group. I've, I've seen how they train. I see the potential that we have in this squad. We just need to keep believing. It will take time. These tough days, tough moments uh, will definitely bring us closer together as a group. And uh, the key thing is if... If we learn from these tough lessons and we keep developing, keep progressing, then hopefully hopefully we can turn this around. Yeah, you've got a fortnight until that next fixture. How do you approach that? Do you change things up, change personnel, have a look at different players? we got to go and look at, at every little bit of detail around it, from our preparation, from our practice design, from our tactical approach to the game, from each individual. we, we got to go and look at it and we got to figure out if, if it needs to be a different blend, it needs to be a different blend. Um, 
it's my responsibility as head coach to go and, and look at the way we got it wrong and turn it around as quick as possible. And if it means we, we need to make some changes, uh, we need to make some changes because there's definitely a couple of young players there. You see Caitlin Lewis coming up the bench, Neve Terry, even Meg Davis as well, thrown into the deep end. Um, these are going to be incredible lessons for them. If we look at the big picture and where we, we want to ultimately take this programme. Do you expect this job to be this tough before taking it? You know what you sign up for when you take any job. So obviously I do my homework. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of potential in this in this group. It is my responsibility to really uncover that potential. And we just need to believe. And then we got to learn to win. And we got to properly start with the small step, learn to, to win these small moments. It will come together. It will take time, a little bit of patience. But look, I knew what I've signed up for, but I'm, I'm also very excited by the challenge because I said to the girls, we can write the story and we can direct the story in whichever way we want to. So no, I'm, I'm very excited about uh, where we can take this program. Obviously, now with the under-18s game opening up, the community game, that's going to create a level of depth. And we just got to keep building. We got to keep reviewing and looking at our infrastructure and how the pathway looks and how it fits in. But then there's also some signs already in the squad with, with the, some of the young girls coming through. So now it, it's my responsibility to make sure that there's a clear pathway into the national team that's going to ultimately improve the competition within the squad and improve the, the player depth because the more numbers we have in positions, the more competition there will be. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. More from Wales women ahead of their final Six Nations game next weekend. But until then, goodbye and stay safe.